There is nothing worse than untapped potential. If you know that you're made for more, this is the place. I know that every successful person I've ever met has one thing in common. They do not let themselves fall victim to their circumstances. They figure out a way to rise above it. So join me on this journey where I help you to be better, do better, and have better in life and in business. If you're feeling stuck and you're needing some practical tools, some hope to get you to that better life, this is definitely the place for you. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Unstuck Podcast. I am your host, Michelle Weeby, and you guys, today we get a chance to talk to Dina Cooper. You guys, she is a parent coach, and I am going to let you hear all about what it is that she does so that she can inspire you to be a better person, a better parent, and really, truly make our world better by loving the people we have at home. So Dina, thank you so much for, for showing up here, and I'm so glad that you're able to join us. I'm so, so excited to be here. I'm dialing in from Sydney, Australia. It's uh, 11 o'clock at night here and uh, it's just such a joy to be able to join you tonight, Lachelle, because it's uh, all your morning, yeah. your morning. It's so fun that uh, we could connect over, you know, all across the world and to bring people your message. So thank you. Yeah, and I think, I think you know, the message that we're both sharing is so universal. There's no... It's just not defined by countries or, you know, anything really is. It? It's about the human. And uh, that's that's uh, a lot of what I've been uncovering for the past decade, I guess, is really focusing on the parent coaching space because it's been born out of my own pain, my own stuckness. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing that with your audience tonight. Well, Dina, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about what it is that you do? Like, what are you passionate about? What lights you up and how you contribute to the world? Yeah, sure. So I guess, you know, in a nutshell, I'm a parent coach who helps parents with leadership skills. So I know that we touched on that uh, when we spoke earlier. And and I'm deeply passionate about this space because it I discovered when I became a parent and then, you know, juggling work and juggling all these different aspects of life that there were a lot of skills that I didn't have that were leaving me feeling quite stuck, quite frustrated. I I was feeling quite resentful, to be honest, of family life and the overwhelm and, you know, just just how much we have to deal with on a day-to-day basis as parents. And um, I just felt such weight, you know, the weight of that until I started to learn about some of the leadership skills that I now teach and learn about my mindset and how my mind worked. And there was just so many aspects of, of leadership that I learned that it transformed my parenting and it never, it was never the intention. I actually went to a coach who um, was helping me with a career change. I was changing from being a chartered accountant to a to a coach, and it didn't it didn't even occur to me that my parenting would transform as much as it did. And so, when I went through that transformation as a parent it became really obvious to me that, hey, if I don't know this, maybe there's other parents that don't know these skills too. And so that started me off. I was one of the first parent coaches in Australia at the time. And it's it's really just grown from there. And um, my program is called Parent as Leader. Um, and it's an online program that parents go through to 
to help them build these leadership skills so that they can connect with their child in a way that feels good for them and for the child and they bring out the best in each other and and you know that's kind of what we all want right we want to enjoy parenting we want to enjoy family life but you know we don't we go in with this vision of it being a certain way and the reality can be quite different and we've got to bridge that somehow and that's that's a lot of what I help parents do is to is to bridge that gap really be able to have some real resources in place that take away a lot of those daily stresses and the mental load and all of those things and then be able to create that space to actually enjoy family life. Right. Oh my gosh. There's so much that I want to unpack with that, you guys. So I literally, every single morning, part of my routine is I go back and look at my Facebook memories because it's always fun for me to reminisce. And I literally pulled up a quote that I had posted like seven years ago. And it said, if you want to change the world, love the people in your home, Mother Teresa. And that has been such a guiding Mm -hmm. principle for me because I am Mm -hmm. someone like you, Dina, that I want to make a big impact in the world. And I think that sometimes we can get caught up into the big impact in our companies, in our businesses, in, you know, the people that read our books, but it's really starting at home. And I think Mm. that we underestimate what an impact that could be. And I was literally at a conference two days ago where somebody had said, if we had a manual to how to parent, like, would we have bought that? And we all started laughing. We were like, heck yes, we would have because we wing it. (laughs) We're winging it, right? And I think that like we fail to consider the fact that, you know, we wing something that is going to make the biggest impact in the world. And I think the two thoughts coming together just say what a timely conversation this is. And Mm -hmm. you and I, you know, had talked prior to recording this interview that one of my my dreams someday would be to get out the message that the same leadership principles that I learn for business, I wanted to bring into my family and lead my family because honestly, they're the most yeah. important team I'll ever lead. And yeah. so we're kind of yeah. nerdy here. We have like a family. We are, we are. We're so geeky out. <laughs> like I have like we have a family mission statement. The kids like we have a song. <laughs> <laughs> it's so yeah. but you know it's yeah. so it's so paramount that we start to recognize what a difference we can make and i think that you know oftentimes women we think that we're failing because it's not just a natural thing that we know and do but we have to remember yeah. that we're in a unique part of of history where we're mostly um many of us are working and we're mm. balancing more activities that our kids are in. You know, they're not they're not out just riding their bike all day long and come back when the light comes on at night, right? That's and, right. And so, you know, previous generations, they they lived in multi-generational households or the community was really taxed with helping to raise our children. And so mm. we had mentors built into our family structures that were allowing us to learn from and be mentored by and to be guided by. And we don't have that anymore. And so all of a sudden we're left with this like overwhelm of I have all the things to do and and we feel like we're constantly failing. Mm. <laughs> and, yeah. and all the things that I just I just think that what you're doing is literally going to change the world yeah yeah look I think you've nailed it like this is the biggest leadership role of our lives Mm -hmm. and we bring so much shame to feeling like we're failing Mm -hmm. when really what we're lacking is some skills which if you've had them passed down or if you've had mentors around you or if you've learned them in another leadership space and you've translated them into your home you're really lucky and you have those and they're at your disposal but 
But if you don't have access to those skills and you haven't had, which I didn't, even through my leadership programs, I was a leader in a bank at the time. And, you know, even through the leadership development programs I did, it still didn't prepare me in parenting in the way that, you know, learning about, you know, my mindset, self-awareness, listening skills, you know, all of these, all of these communication skills that are so inherent in a leadership role where we don't even bat an eyelid to say oh let's go and learn this skill because you know I I want to grow in this area right and whenever you ask anyone what's you know what's most important to you the answer is your family you know if you ask somebody that what's more important than home or your work like like most people will say family right I don't know anyone that wouldn't say family yeah and yet it's not an area we invest time in on how we want to set up the family and you know how we want to create our mission statements and our family values and and really be able to focus on those things I think one of the things that with this overwhelm is that we're torn in so many different directions. As you said, we've got so many activities now. We've got our own workloads. You know, we've got the technology being, you know, 24-7. It's a whole different paradigm for us as parents right. um, dealing with the whole technological world. And we're pulled on in all these different directions. And, and we need the skills to be able to go, right, all of that's happening. Mm-hmm. Where do I focus? And if you're in a leader in organization if you're a CEO if you're a you know senior leader you are pulled in multiple directions and you learn the skills of how to focus Mm -hmm. and those are the skills that are so beneficial for us in our homes yes so one thing I got to ask you because there might be people that are listening to this and they're, they're saying Dina I totally hear you like I am you know, I have a job that I use my leadership skills, or maybe even just I have a job that just is really, really overwhelming. And I come home and I'm overwhelmed. And it sometimes Mm. feels like when we get home, it's like, that's our safe place to just like, let it all go, right? Like where we don't have to be on 24 seven, that we kind of need that space. Mm -hmm. So I think that as parents, sometimes, even though our family is the most important thing to us, we also allow Mm. ourselves to let go of all the pressures that we put on ourselves when we leave the the house. And it's just like giving ourselves that permission to let go. But um, how do you find that balance in there so that you can give yourself the space to just kind of be, but also mm. always, you know, making sure that you're intentional about the way that you're showing up at home too? This is a really good question. And, um, and you know, the, the, the sort of straightforward, simple but not easy answer is playing to your strengths. Um, I do a parent leadership assessment with with every parent and, it's it helps you identify what your natural motivations are. What are the motivations that you enjoy? What are the motivations that energize you the most? Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, some people are really routine orientated and they love like procedures. And so, you know, if if they um, if they are more motivated for procedures, then that part of family life and work life just comes naturally to them Mm -hmm. and they're really able to hold those routine spaces and they're really able to 
uh, you know, whether it's at work with organisations, yeah. uh, you know, organisation of activities or whether it's, um, you know, at home with organising routines and knowing where things are and having everything operationalised. Mm-hmm. They're really comfortable with that. And often what happens is sometimes that they're not necessarily as flexible with going with the flow, for example. So that's sort of the other end of the spectrum of one of these motivation groups. And so, you know, they really struggle with just pausing instead of just going bang, 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 getting through the to-do list, just actually pausing and going, right, I'm just, you know, just want to enjoy a little bit of time with my child. I'm making dinner, I'm cooking, you know, making you know, frying the onions, putting in the sauce and, you know, um, my child just come and ask, can you come and have a look at this painting, mum? And, you know, the flexibility there is about being able to take that break and go and play with them just for a moment, right? But we don't want to be doing what's outside of our natural genius zone too much. And it's becoming aware of where do we naturally sit and how do we do more of that? versus trying to, and it's also understanding our children's motivations as well so we can tune into their motivations but recognize that if it's not your natural motivation that you don't have to stay there too long you might just have to step into it every now and again so that's where the intentional part comes in is actually learning about your own motivations first so most of my program is leading yourself and then there's the, the component is um, you know the, the smaller components are actually leading your family leading your child so that's the order it goes in yes. and it's it's because most of it is about Michelle actually tuning into what do we need right. you know where where's our natural energy from and where are we tiring ourselves out by doing so so if I'll give you an example right yeah. so so um I used to be a uh, very externally a motivation called externally referenced. Mm-hmm. So what that meant was um, I held authority outside of myself. So I used to put a whole load of pressure on myself to make sure the house was spotless, people would come over, I'd make sure I'd make loads of, loads of dishes and, you know, just make sure then the kitchen was spotless before, you know, they came, they entered the house, you know, we'd have guests over for dinner. Mm-hmm. And and so I put all this pressure on myself about how things looked to someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that motivation is actually one of my genius zones because it it helps me to put myself in my client's shoes when I'm a coach. It helps me to put myself in, in my children's shoes. Um, you know, when I'm talking with them and trying to understand what's going on for them. So that same motivation, whilst it energizes me in some context, can also be my blind spot. And so it help it actually puts more pressure on me. Right. So as I learn to build more internal authority, which is the other end of the spectrum, um, that's when I started to go, actually, you know, do I feel good cooking this food? You know, how how happy am I in my home just the way it is? You know, and I started to understand actually how do I feel about this rather than looking at it from the point of view of what do they what are they gonna think when they walk in my home? Right. And so this kind of flexibility where we start to recognize what are our areas that we really that that energize us, but what where in those motivations may be a potential blind spot for us. 
That is so powerful. And I have never really thought about it like that because when you are pushing yourself outside of your normal, like what comes easy to you, that's when we do get really overwhelmed or really tired, or we feel like we need a break from things. Right. And that is so powerful. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit, because we haven't had a chance to dive into this yet where you became so passionate about this. Tell me your little back background story. Yeah. Um, it's, well, it, it really started when, um, so I was a chartered accountant, I was in a bank and I knew that I wanted to move, uh, away from chartered accountancy, but I didn't know what to change to. And I had, I was at a, um, an offsite and with the leadership team and I approached the HR director and I said, look, you know, this is where I'm at, don't know what to do. And he said, look, why don't we get a career coach for you? And he did. And so we had this external career coach come in and she took me through a whole program. And after that program, she said, "Um, you'd be a great coach. Do you want to come and work with me? And so that was my leap and bridge into coaching. Okay. And then um, just shortly after that, my mom got cancer and I ended up moving away from, I'm in Sydney right now, she lives in the UK. So I ended up moving back to the UK and um, took a break, couldn't get a job in coaching for the life of me in London. Everybody was like, you're a chartered accountant, go and do a chartered accountant's role. And I just couldn't break into the coaching market there. And so I did. I returned back to accounting whilst I was in London, had our children over there. And then when I came back to Sydney was when I wanted to pick up this work again, which is where I started to study more about coaching. I started to um, delve more into, you know, how could I transition this career change? And um, I shared before earlier how I went to see this other coach. And, you know, as a result of that, I was I was then you know, transformed as a parent. And the skills that I learned during during that time of studying coaching and learning from, like learning through this program of coaching um, set me off on this trajectory. And I started to really learn about um, our mindset is one facet, right? And depending on how we feel and what we think, uh, allows what we want to come through us to come through, right? And so, you know, I personally believe in a higher self or a universal, you know, something. I believe that we're all coming to this world to do something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we each have our unique expression of what that something is. And so with that in mind, I took what I learned about um, mind, developing mindset and develop like helping develop emotional intelligence and resilience and, you know, that developing that courage yeah. in my children. Yeah. But without needing to shape who they were, without needing to shape what was coming through them. Right. And so this is my experiment ground, right? So, you know, this is 11 years ago. And my children were two and four. They're now 13 and 15. And it has been the most incredible ride because I've had to, so on that journey of 
starting to put myself out there, create a business. Um, you know, I started to learn how, um, you know, I actually suffered very severely from anxiety and depression and I never acknowledged that in my life. And then, um, you know, there were, there were all sorts of situations that I got myself into because I had such low self-esteem as a teenager, as a child. Um, I started to recognise how much I didn't have anybody that truly understood me as a child. And so I had all these gifts and talents and I'm highly intuitive and highly empathic and, and you know, I had all these gifts and abilities, but I never had anyone to say, hey, Dina, you're really good at caring for people. You really have this deep, you know, this deep heart, this, this you know, deep loving heart. And, you know, the way you care about people is, you know, really different to how other people care, you know. And no, I didn't have, I didn't have that kind of feedback. So there were all these aspects of myself that I've been having to um, to really unearth who I am. And and so as I've been doing that, the same thoughts run through my mind because I'm a problem solver. And so my problem solving as a child came out as um, my parents would think I'd be really negative all the time. <laughs> and so I got labeled negative. And so, you know, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, just a, a genius problem solver. And so I my problem solving mind just went to how am I going to prevent all this for my kids? Like, I do not want my kids growing up with, with all the, am I allowed to swear on yeah. your podcast, Michelle? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't want them to grow up, grow up with all the stuff that I've had to <laughs> yeah. um, um, and learn, you know? How do I do this? How do I do this? And so that has been my, that has been my driver and my passion and my, the question that I ask myself every single day about how can I show up for these kids so that, I let them be them. And one of the key messages in Parent as Leader is lead them to be them. And it's just what I'm deeply passionate about because I've seen it now with my children um, where, you know, they they step into things really easily. Like they're learning at a rapid pace and it's not because um, they are studying and doing, we didn't do any homework during primary school um, we didn't focus on all I focused on quite literally is building their mindset, building their resilience and building their courage. And I've, I've literally not focused on anything academic or anything else. All I've done is follow their energy on that. And so through that uh, today, you know, one of my sons is um, got access to um, auditioned and got into a drama performing arts school um, for high school. And my other son got into a selective school because he's just really good at analytics and maths. And, and so, you know, they're playing to their, to their natural strengths. And I can't tell you, and it's just as similar to what we've just talked about earlier, when you play to your natural strengths, it gives you energy. It doesn't take it away. Right. Right. So, you know, when we talk about motivating our kids, we shouldn't need to motivate our kids to do anything. We want to build them, build their intrinsic motivation mm -hmm. to do, to contribute, to, you know, be a part of the family, to, you know, follow, be them and 
feel enough <laughs> in right. being that right. right right you know fundamentally that's that's you know the answer is really simple in terms of what our job is as parents in my opinion mm-hmm. it's our job is to help our children to love and accept themselves mm-hmm. that's it yes that's it yes if we can do that but it's the most complex it's the most complex thing because we get triggered we get you know we get caught up because we've got work and we've got all these other priorities and we've got all these other things going on and and so it's not it's not easy but it is simple well and I I think that it's so beautiful what your mission is and I also love how you integrate resilience and courage into the formula because I think that so often we can get really lopsided into you know building up our kids you know love and acceptance so much that they fail to consider how they can contribute to society right because we can also get on the the path of entitlement and you know like you are so special that you don't have to follow you know the rules of the the universe and the world. And I just love um, how you have such a beautiful way to look at it. Like I want them to, to be themselves, but I also want them to, to be courageous and have resilience and be able to know that life is hard sometimes and how yeah. they can find it within themselves to overcome the things that are going to be, going to be, you know, brought into this world. And I think that one of the, the motivating factors for me is I want to raise really good human beings right? Like I want to raise an independent, strong human being. And sometimes that, you know, takes that really, really intentional motivation to, to really drive in the resilience and the grit and the things that the overcoming that, that happens because right. Like that's how we raise really independent people. Yeah. So how do you, it it is intentional, but it's also important, I think, to recognize that it doesn't have to be perfect. Yes. 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 this is the thing that we try, you know, I know I've certainly had to overcome perfectionism, you know, in my own life and, yes. you know, which translated into parenting. And um, it, it, we don't need to be perfect at this. We, you know, it's kind of like the 80-20 rule, you know, like yes. we, just, we just want to do it, you know, as much as we can. We want to be intentional. But, hey, if you have an off day and, you you know, you get triggered by your child and you yell or you, you know, it's it's okay like you know you you got triggered and you just own it and yeah. you know then yeah. you then you let you know it's just a healthy human reaction in in my view and and so you know I had this the other day my team really we we were really triggering each other and all I did was um and I don't often do this but you know I was really triggered and I I I couldn't figure out how I wanted to handle it. So that night I went to bed, I hadn't, hadn't hadn't handled it. And, you know, I thought about it, I thought, you know what, I'm okay with this because this doesn't happen very often. It's probably happened maybe once before, if that. And I thought, I, I just don't know how to handle this right now. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it be. And in the morning, he was up at breakfast um, and he got up before me and I went downstairs and we said good morning and and you know I, I said I said um yeah we're 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 both annoying each other right now we're both re- really wanting different things right now aren't we um and and uh, it was just all I did was acknowledge that that's what was going on yeah. Yeah. and it just helped dissolve the whole situation like you know from there he was like you know we were we were both 
you know, huggy and just just back to our loving selves. But so, sometimes I think we've got, got to really acknowledge parenting is a mirror and um, sometimes we get triggered into situations and we and we need a lot of self-compassion and that's not always easy when you haven't been trained or you right. haven't been modelled or you haven't been parented with self-compassion that to develop self-compassion. So, so powerful because I think that oftentimes, at least myself, I'm a perfectionist. Like you and I have so much in common, like personality-wise, it's insane. So I'm just like, okay, you're my sister from across the across the world for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think that I, you know, put myself in such a high, you know, expectation of, of things that I want everything to go just right. But I also have to recognize, right, that there's so many other influences that go on inside of our kids' lives and we can't control everything that happens. We can try our best. And I love that 80%, right? Because there's going to be times where we don't get it right. And it's okay. Mm -hmm. If we're trying, we're trying our best. And I have to mm -hmm. remind myself, like I did the best I could at the time, knowing what I knew at the time. Right? Yeah. And so just right, remembering right. that, but right. I also am such a big fan of better. Like I always want to be better tomorrow than I was today. And so I think that all of the things that you've talked about can give us tools. I would love yeah. just to hear, like, what would you say is one of the top things that people really struggle with that you work with? And, and how could you perhaps give us some advice on how to handle that? I think um, probably the top thing is actually just, diffusing what's going on for us okay. in the moment. Okay. And, um, you know, we can be triggered, but I think, so like, you know, me, me the other night um, as I was triggered, mm -hmm. even though I was triggered, I was able to um, utilise a skill which I teach. It's called the emotion diffuser. And it allows me to just accept how I'm feeling in the moment. Mm -hmm and not need to react so I'm still acknowledging how I feel because I think there's a really subtle distinction but it's a really important one to make yeah and it's around the self-compassion it's around the self-awareness mm -hmm. we really want to acknowledge how we're feeling and not bury it down yes. Yes. because um you know as as you would know, and you know, we know as we as we go on these journeys to get unstuck, is that uh, emotions are stored in our body yeah. and they get triggered, mm -hmm. and and so we don't. Sometimes we're not consciously aware of what is triggering that or what's been triggered, and when we don't have a skill to be able to create a space mm -hmm. before we respond. Uh, that's when we can say things that could be we regret, that could be damaging, that could be. And I think for me, that's the most important skill. Yeah. So, um, you know, we can talk through it. We can talk through how. how I would love that. I would love that yeah. because I think a lot of people don't realize, and this I'm just going to make this real quick point, guys, that mm -hmm. if you are maybe unaware of what a trigger is to me, and I would love for you to, to expand on this, but for me, it's when I have an exaggerated emotional response to something that in someone else might not cause as much of a, like a, a big emotional response to it. And so that's how I know that, okay, something is being triggered in me. And like she said, like energetically, those emotions do get stored in our body. And when they get 
when they get triggered essentially is why we intense air quotes overreact to something that somebody else might not think is as big of a deal. Right. Am I right? Yeah. 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 I'd make a slight, you've yeah. nailed it for the most part, but I'd make a slight nuance um, change in, in that is that um, it's not really about how somebody else might perceive that. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't make that comparison personally. Yeah. And the reason we wouldn't make that comparison is because um, how you feel is how you feel. Right, right. So, so uh, even if somebody else doesn't feel that way, yeah. Um, yeah, right. it, it's still it's still it's how still, you feel yeah, right it's still how you feel so it's the distinction perfect. that I would make is yeah. when when the feeling fogs your brain so much that you can't you can't think yeah clearly yeah so when when your mind is clear but you're feeling an, emo- an emotion mm-hmm. that's likely going to be a pure emotion versus a triggered emotion and pure em- and and so emotions in general are just feedback right they tell us hey something's in line for for me right now something's not aligning for me right now and that's what emotions tell us and so we've got to listen to that but the way that we distinguish whether it's a trigger or whether it's just something that we're feeling and we're just you know here to feel it is for me anyway it's the brain fog it might present differently for other people um, but it's like I cannot when I'm triggered into an emotion, I cannot think like the other night. I could not think I couldn't even figure out. I didn't even have the energy to figure out how I was going to deal with this situation in that moment. And so all I did was um, uh, what I'm about to share with you. Yes. And, and that was and, and and that just helped me to just just, you know, acknowledge the emotion, but just sit with it and be OK with sitting with it. Yes, I would love for you to take us yeah. through this practice for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the the um, it, it's called it, I call it the emotion diffuser. So, let's say that um, uh, something happens and uh, you have yeah you, know, you you feel something about it. So, do you have something? Can I ask you? Would you like to do this with me? Sure, I would. I would be happy to. Yes. Okay. So, so you give me a situation where you've had an emotion, say about a five or six out of ten emotion about it. Okay. And you want me to tell you about it? Like, what do you want? Yeah, me to tell just, you about just it? a very brief. I so when there's someone an in event, my, an event. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yes, I have an event. It was a phone call that was really hard, and somebody that I cared about said some really harsh things. Um, and right. every time okay, I think so about this person, there. I, yeah. Yep. Great. So, so somebody you're on the you're on a phone call, and somebody said some some really harsh things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So, what was your immediate thought about somebody saying something harsh? So, my initial thought when this person said these things was that it was just like hurtful to the core, and that there was something wrong with me. That. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like I was important. There's something wrong with me. Yeah. yeah. And so what was the feeling that went with this is hurtful to the core? That that I am unworthy of being loved just the way I am. 
Hmm. So that's a thought. So that's a thought that okay. went through your mind. Okay. I'm unworthy of, uh, you okay. know, of being okay. just who I am. So, so what? So feeling could be, um, you know, I feel annoyed about that, or I feel sad about that, or I feel I was hurt. Like I was really hurt. Yeah, I feel hurt about that. Yeah, yeah. So, and then what was what was the feeling that went with? Um, and then when you had the thought of, you know. Uh, I'm not I'm not worthy just as I am what was the feeling that went with that so that was the next thought just sad sad yeah 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 so it goes hurt then sad and so we go through a thought and a feeling a thought and a feeling and a thought and a feeling and a thought and a feeling and all of that happens and we didn't we didn't by any means get to the top thought or the top emotion just yeah. then, the top feeling. But we do all of that in an eighth of a second, mm -hmm. right? So it happens just instantaneously in the moment. So the antidote to that is going, hey, um, you know, somebody said something hurtful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what was the initial feeling when you when when the thought of somebody saying something hurtful or recognizing that somebody said something hurtful. What was the initial feeling? Um, hurt. Was it hurt in that moment as well? I, mean, I was probably, I was probably like the moment it was probably anger. Yeah. Anger. Mm -hmm. So let's go with the anger. So, you know, I feel angry about that now, you know, it's okay to feel angry about that. Somebody's just said something hurtful. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so it's going, you know what? That's how I feel. It's okay. Um, I don't like it, but it is what it is. And it's bringing acceptance to that feeling mm -hmm. and the fact that it's happened. And being able to, and, you know, we obviously haven't got time to do it today, but I help parents embody that yeah. acceptance as part of the emotion diffuser because that's what enables us to go to stop at that layer of, I am feeling angry right now. Okay. And it stops that escalation process. And that's what stops us from getting into the, mm -hmm. you know, the part where we just, we're going into what I would call our wounds, you know, like something's been triggered in us. And, mm -hmm. you know, obviously at some point, if it keeps re-triggering, there's something to look at there and that's something that we can work through. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, it's not, you know, you haven't, you haven't yeah. possibly got the space or the, 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 the energy or the time to be able to work on it right. in that moment right. so being able to have that skill really puts us in that that frame of mind that and it's um it's Viktor Frankl who said um you know in that in that moment that silence in between is where where our freedom lies right and um, and, and that's and that's exactly what it is it gives us that pause to make that intentional choice Oh my goodness. I could talk to you all day long. I know that you probably are like, oh my goodness, it's time for bed, right? But I am so, I am so grateful <laughs> for this. Like this is just a, like a tiny little piece of the iceberg, you guys. And just to summarize, like I feel like it's so important that when we start to recognize how important self-leadership is, the emotional intelligence, the awareness, the 
the things that allow us to become the best versions of ourselves, not only do we get to model that for our kids, but we get a chance to help them navigate their crazy, you know, life that they're going through with all the emotions and all of the the hormones and all of the things that happen to them that we can walk alongside of them. But it starts with really trying to dive into who we are and how we can become the best versions of ourselves first. And I just, oh my goodness, I just thank you so much for everything that you've shared with us. One of the things that I always do to wrap up our conversation conversations is make sure that number one, is there anything else that you wanted to really make sure to mention before we, we pop off the, the phone or the call? No, just if anybody wants to explore this further to um, go to parentasleader.com and take the quiz so they can learn about their leadership style. So fun. And so we will make sure you guys have all the access to Dina inside the show notes so that you can get that that quiz so that we can give you all of her social handles, everything that you need to follow her journey and to get in touch with her if you want to. She's such a she's such a gift. And you know, one of the other things that I always do before we wrap up is I ask you guys to give me a question that you would love the audience to think about or ponder that's gonna help move them from where they are to where they want to be. Hmm. Good question. Um, I'd always ask a parent to um, really understand how they want to feel. We get caught up in what we want to do and how we want to do it and how we want to create it. But I think a real key to creating a life we want and really deserve is tuning into how do you want to feel in that life because the feeling can be accessed in so many different ways and uh, it just opens up so much possibility oh my so gosh. how do you I want to that. feel I love that that is so beautiful how do you want to feel you guys I can go into just that one thing for another hour with you but I have to control myself here so you guys make sure that if you haven't already um, hit subscribe leave a review let Dina know how much this conversation meant to you and how much you just are feeling led to be unstuck by her conversation we also want to make sure that if you haven't already take a quick screenshot, post this in your stories, let people know that you're tuning into the Unstuck podcast so we can get the word out about Dina and all the amazing things that we're doing here. And I am so grateful for all of you guys to show up here week after week. And I just, just want to say thank you for being part of the Unstuck tribe. Everybody have a great week and thanks for listening. Bye everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Untuck Podcast. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. And don't forget to check out the show notes if you want to get into my private club, The Better Club, to be able to learn better ways to be better, do better, and have better. So until next time, keep showing up. Let's get unstuck together. Have a great day.